Hey sis, welcome back to Girl Goodnight. I'm Return of Lamac, and every Sunday you can relax to binaural beats while I read you a melanated bedtime story. Tap into this show on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. All links will be in the episode description. Submit original work and future episode suggestions to girlgoodnightpodcast at gmail.com. Help your friends sleep in melanated peace. Girl, share the show and show us some love with a five-star rating and review. Tonight, we will be reading The Vow, written by Makia Burrell. Makia Burrell was born and raised in Baltimore City and is a 32-year-old single mother to a four-year-old daughter. She has been writing since she was able to hold a pencil and states that her first love is poetry. She is currently penning her second novel, tentatively titled Surveillance, and is currently shopping for black publishers. The link to purchase a non-maternal instinct as well as her social media handles will be listed in the episode notes. If you're looking for motivation, Make sure to follow her on Instagram, where she posts daily devotionals. The Vow is a short story set during the historic quarantine of 2020. We meet Charisma, who's anxiously preparing for a first date that will lead to a New Year's Eve she'll never forget. Now, close your eyes, take a deep breath and sleep in melanated peace. The Vow I mean it, Dorian. I'm never going on another dating site ever again. I'm never drinking on a first date again either. She rolled her eyes and scoffed. I knew what she was thinking. I made resolutions every year and broke them. What made this year any different? My roommate thought my vows were a little dramatic. Plus, she was pissed I ruined her favorite black mini dress. But if she knew the depths of my trauma and humiliation of last night, she believed me. It was my own dumb fault for trying to hook up during coronavirus part two. I swallowed my pride and recapped the night anyway. I'd had enough of 2020. Quarantine, stimulus check talk, and working from home. Even though I had to wear a mask, I was dying for a reason to put on makeup and a real bra. So New Year's Eve morning found me on Bender, my preferred dating site, swiping with unbridled desperation. No, no, hell no, yuck, I muttered, swiping left as if my life depended on it. Then an approving purr escaped my throat as he popped up on my screen. Slate was a fitting name for him because his abs looked chiseled from stone. I swiped right quickly, and wouldn't you know, Mr. Tall, Dark, and Meow had swiped right on me too. I silently wished with all my hormones that I wouldn't have to message him first, snapped a screenshot, and put it in the group chat. The girls approved with various emojis. He jumped in my DMs in record speed. God answers prayers. Hey Charisma, Happy New Year's Eve. How are you? I agonized over what to type for all of two minutes, then sent a dorky reply. 
Hi, Slate. Happy almost 2021. It's not even 12 noon and I'm already bored. How are you? I put my phone down and looked for a distraction. Slate was too fine to text back quickly, or so I thought. My phone dinged as soon as I walked away from it. His reply was straight to the point. I am too, and lonely. I'm so tired of social distancing. You're gorgeous. I'd love to hang out with you. Pick your brain. Masked up, of course. You down? I pinched myself to make sure I was awake, then replied. Sure. What did you have in mind? 30 seconds passed, and my phone dinged again. How about drinks? I know this great little bar uptown. We may as well enjoy it before the governor shuts it all down again. I laughed aloud and another message came through. It was Slate's phone number, the bar's name and address. I texted him directly to ask what time he wanted to link. Apparently he had day drinking in mind because he suggested we meet at 4 p.m. I had three hours to make myself look as stunning as I could in a mask. I ran to my roommate's door, knocking frantically, waking her from her second boredom nap of the day. I heard her slippers shuffle across the hardwood floor, then her door flung open. Rubbing her eyes, she mumbled, What charisma? Why are you banging on my door like the police? Door, I need to borrow an outfit. And can you style my locks real quick? I was thinking an updo. Please, I gotta be uptown by four. It's important. I rattled off, barely stopping to breathe. Girl, and where the hell you going? Come on in here and spill the tea, she fussed, holding the door open. Since she was asleep, she hadn't read the group chat yet. So after I sat at her vanity, I showed her slate and told her about the date. Ooh, he fine, sis. Hubba hubba, I know just the dress to put you in, Dorian sang. Dorian is a cosmetology student and aspiring stylist, so I knew she was going to hook me up. She shuffled to her walk-in closet, disappeared briefly, and emerged with a black bodycon lace sleeve mini dress with a crisscross cutout in the back. I was both afraid and awed. This is my most cherished freakum dress. So please take care of my baby, she advised. Next, she pinned my long auburn tip locks up into a sassy updo with a few tendrils hanging down. We exchanged campus gossip while she applied my makeup. My bestie slash roomie even chose my accessories and told me which perfume I should wear. I was grateful for the help and much calmer after our consultation. After I was dressed, Dorian gave me the once-over. You look good, sis. Send me your Uber info, text me when you arrive, and don't bring on no super mutated Rona germs, she lectured. Okay, mom, I chuckled sarcastically. It was 3.37 and I had to go. When I got to the bar, I suddenly felt nervous all over again. I steadied myself on five-inch stiletto heel boots and sauntered over to Slate, whom I spotted at a booth in the corner. He stood up and looked me up and down approvingly, lowered his mask and spoke, practically growling a hello in his smooth baritone. I tinkled a greeting back after lowering my own mask. 
I hope it hadn't smeared my lipstick. He looked better in person. Slate was 6'3", very dark skinned with blindingly white teeth, a low haircut, and one dimple on his left cheek. After a few moments of looking at each other intently, I spoke first. I guess we're in luck, or it's too early to party because it's awfully empty in here, I breathed, relieved. This is my family's bar, beautiful. I had it cleared just for us, he boomed. He took a staggering walk over to the bar, grabbed a bottle of Hennessy and two glasses, and turned on some music. I usually don't drink dark liquor, but 2020 was rough and this man cleared out a whole bar for me. What the hell? I poured us each a glass and we talked more. Hours had passed, but the vibe was so organic, neither of us were in the mood to go. It was shaping up to be a nice New Year's Eve. At around 10 p.m., the playlist took a romantic turn, and I found myself slow dancing with this man I'd only known a few hours. His arms felt like years of familiarity as he held me close. We danced in intimate silence. After three drinks and high vibes, I felt like we were floating. I collapsed into him and kissed him slowly. Before I knew it, we were hooking up on a pool table. I was so caught up in the moment and the drinks that I didn't stop him from snatching Dorian's freakum dress off my tall, plush frame. I remember hearing a rapper, so I take relief in knowing that we protected ourselves. Each moment was tenderly intense, and as the last minutes of 2020 ticked away, Slate and I were only aware of each other's bodies and voices. Phones vibrated, fireworks sounded outside the bar, but time stood still. 1227 found us lying in the booth we'd sat initially, my head on his chest as we pillow talked. I didn't know how I'd feel about this night once I sobered up, or if I'd bring home Super Rona, but it didn't matter at that moment. The atmosphere was euphoric. After a bit more conversation, Slate dozed off. My stomach felt funny and I needed to use the bathroom. So I got up, slowly, still tipsy. In the passion of our tryst, we knocked pool balls and cues off the table. Patting around in dim lighting, trying to find the bathroom amidst the spinning, I tripped over a pool cue and fell awkwardly on my ankle. I heard a sickening crack and cried out in pain. Instantly sober, I tried to get up, but I couldn't. It was broken. Slate was in a drunken sleep, so the commotion didn't wake him up. I crawled over to the booth and pulled at his pants leg, crying. Slate, please wake up. I fell. I can't get up. I pleaded hysterically. He jumped up, sobered by his nap and my crying, asking what was wrong. My ankle, I wailed, and he scooped me up. We gotta get you to the ER, baby girl, he boomed, much calmer than I. Still crying, I whined. I don't, I don't think you should drive me. So he called an Uber, then got me covered in Dorian's ripped dress and my coat. Without me asking, Slate rode with me to the emergency room, was a trooper, 
holding my locks as I vomited out the window and held me the whole time. He also stayed with me as I got treated and called Dorian to come get me. I was so mortified and wrapped up in my own pain, I didn't realize what a gentleman he was being. The realization hit me as I was complaining to Dorian about the night. Almost as if she was reading my mind, she interjected. He sounds like a keeper charisma. You should be thanking him. If he'll even answer my texts, I'm never drinking again, and I'm deleting my bender, I will, mortified still. As I reached for my phone to text Slate a thank you and an apology, it rang. Without looking, I answered. Hello? I questioned. A heartwarming baritone boomed on the other end. Charisma, I just wanted to make sure you got home safely. Did you? It was Slate. Yes, I stammered, shocked and touched. I was just about to text you and tell you how honorable you are for helping me this morning. I'm so sorry for being such a burden slate. Accidents happen, baby girl. I was also calling to ask if I can see you again. I can't let a vibe like you slip away, he replied gently. I smiled inside and out. But before I could reply, Dorian yelled out, Mm-hmm, I like him and all, but when y'all gonna talk about replacing that freakum dress? We all laughed as I hobbled to my own room, eager to continue one of many more conversations I hoped to have with Slate. I think I've met my reason to delete my Bender account. However things pan out, I'm sticking to my vow to never get drunk on a first date ever again. Are you still up? Girl, good night. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.